I'm Mason, and this is Cara. Hello. And we're the hosts of Expert Secrets Revealed, Conversations in Health and Fitness. It's a show built around exceptional people and ideas that are designed to educate, entertain, and inspire. And today's guest, we're super excited to have with yes. us. And her name is Stefana Johnson. And she is a the CEO and founder of Yoga Lachi. And she is, which is basically a, an organization that's about, it's a holistic lifestyle coaching organization. Uh -huh. And she's also a highly sought after professional speaker. And CEO, let me add, the CEO is the chief empowerment. Yes. Chief, <laughs> yes. That's what that is, which I love that. Yes. And yeah. she's also a functional nutrition diagnostic practitioner, certified holistic health practitioner, master personal trainer, and corrective exercise specialist with over 20 years experience, and she has helped transform over 10,000 lives. So we're really, awesome. really excited to have her with us today. So welcome. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. So Stefana, tell us this Yoga Lachi. Tell us, I've never heard of that before. What is Yoga Lachi? Well, it's a word I coined about 25 years ago. And it's the perfect, from my viewpoint, the perfect blend of yoga, Pilates, and Tai Chi Qigong. So I was practicing yoga and that was the focus. And during the 80s and 90s, when I was really into yoga, it was very specific and you didn't blend too many things. You didn't, you know, it was, you had your own category. You, if you're a personal trainer, you were over here. If you were yoga, you're over there. And then about mid 90s, Pilates became very popular. I was in New York City and uh, I was taking a Pilates class and training in that. And I thought, this has to, I have to show people in yoga how to use their powerhouse. Because the way Pilates, Joseph Pilates was talking about the physical structure was not understood in yoga. But the things in yoga were so important to Pilates. And the same thing with martial arts, Tai Chi. I'd been doing martial arts since I was very young. And when I started to see the three of them weaving together like that and how they not only enhanced, but there was a symbiotic connection of the, of the physical body with that spiritual body, with the emotional body, but with the energetic body. And that's the chi part. So it was for me creating Yoga Lachi and creating the methodology around Yogalachi has become an evolution. And of course, I continue to iterate as I learn more and discover more about the mechanics, the fascia line, and how our emotions affect the physical body, how scar tissues, how past trauma, physical as well as emotional, can affect everything. It, it just interweaves. And that's how the holistic perspective comes about. And that's what the methodology of Yogalachi is about. So how, what would, what would it be like? So, I mean, I've been to yoga classes and like, what is the experience like and how is that different, different than what yeah. you might experience in a yoga class or a Pilates class? First, first of all, I don't use music outside external music inside my studio, unless we're doing a specific fun choreography thing, but everyone who comes into the studio comes in from this perspective and this is what the culture is in our community, is that your highest good, your best outcome is unique to you. It's not based on this person and if, 
everybody should be able to do handstands, let's say, or everybody should be able to do, you know, twist themselves into a pretzel, or everybody should be able to do a triathlon or what, you know, that's not the case. And we know that. And when we take that pressure off and we just show up as ourselves and knowing that you're in an environment that's supportive and focused on guiding you to the best version of you, it's a very different uh, energy. And so it's not about getting you to twist yourself into a pretzel. It's about getting you to reconnect to your own heartbeat, your own breath, your own rhythm of movement. And um, it's, it's a very beautiful experience. So that's, that's one thing that's different. The thing about yoga, and I think yoga is wonderful, and I think everyone should experience yoga and Pilates and Tai Chi and Qigong and running and, try, you know, for themselves, if that is what lights them up, if that is what makes them feel better and improves them, it shouldn't be a punishment. Nothing should be a punishment. So if someone's going in and feel like they have to do that out of punishment, then that would be one reason not to do something, right? <laughs> I love, yes. I love what you're saying there. And, and that's, that's something that I can actually relate to on, on a lot of levels. I mean, I we lot, all can, we were talking about that. Earlier. I have a lot of friends that, that yeah. come up to me and, and, and they talk about, well, Hey, I'm wanting to get in shape and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And, and one of the conversations I have with them is find a way to enjoy the process where fitness is a, yes. a is a, an outcome that just happens as a result of you doing the activities that you like. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if I go out on a bike ride and, you know, some people for a social life might go sit at the bar for five or six hours, watch football, drink mm -hmm. beer, shoot the breeze and have conversations with their, with their buddies, all for you. But, right. you know, and if I can go out with a group of five or six people and ride a bike for three or four or five hours and we can shoot the breeze and, you know, but as a, as a result, we actually ended up accidentally getting in shape, you know, and accidentally, and, and, and it's, 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 <laughs> You know, and I've always felt that, you know, fitness is a lifestyle. It's not an activity. And what you're describing sounds sounds very congruent with that and that, you know, enjoy the process. Like I always think in terms mm -hmm. of I get to go exercise, not I have to go work out. You right. know, I, I, That's view a it, big deal. I view it as a privilege. I'm, I'm thankful that I have a body mm -hmm. that works and that's healthy and that I can go places and do things. I don't ever take that for granted. And, you know, one of the things I like about what she was talking about yeah. is, you know, it's, it, it's, well, you said it better than me, but, but, but yes. yes. So I loved what you said and how you said that. Absolutely. And it can put you in a great mental state or it can do just the opposite. So that's right. If you don't, if, if, if you're worrying about, and we were talking about this earlier, I, I was saying, oh my goodness, I don't, you know, I, I don't want to go to class tonight or whatever. I'd rather do this. And she said, you know what? Well, then that tells you something. And I'm like, you're right. You know, there's an alternative to that. And you've talked about different things um, mentally with that as well. And we talked about this earlier with your growth mindset. Um, can you just touch on that a little bit for us? Sure. I think the whole concept around us wanting to exercise or get better is because we want to naturally expand and grow. But at some point along the lines, and I came from the background of the entertainment industry, modeling and acting, and there's a lot of pressure for, for people to show up. And now with social media and everybody has a phone and everybody's, you know, 15 minutes of fame. And so there's a lot of this pressure of how you look. And 
there are many, I mean, the whole industry, think about the industry. There are a lot of quick fixes out there. There are a lot of, I, I just have to get this right. I just have, give me the pill. Where's the pill? Where's the powder? Where's the potion? Where's the surgery that's going to solve my problem very quickly? And that idea has led to a very fixed idea of how to get healthy and fit. And Mason, you were talking about this, that it's a process and it is a lifestyle. And that is the truth. That is this idea that we are ever expanding, ever growing, ever evolving. I'm not the same woman that I was 30 years ago when I did my very first uh, fitness class or, do you know, and, and, and there's always new evolutions and evolving and iterations of ourselves. And when we can embrace that, that understanding not only can shift the pressure we put on ourselves to be this perfect size or to have this perfect diet because your body actually changes with the seasons. We need to be eating different things with different seasons. We need, there are times like we're moving into in the Northern hemisphere, the sun is going down earlier. We need to be probably settling in a little bit more so that we're not lit up all day long, that really messes with sleep. And then that cycle perpetuates a dwindling spiral of optimal health. So this idea of growth mindset, essentially it's, the, it's a concept uh, that was written in, the, in a great book on mindset that, and I believe it's Carolyn Dweck who wrote that book, is it's about realizing that you have potential to grow, you as a human, and that's the great thing about body and fitness, is that we know the muscles will get stronger when we work them. Well, the muscles of the emotions and the and the resiliency, the ability of a person to to be able to speak or to be able to come and to do something that is their purpose in life, when you do it, you get better. And then when you get better, it gets more fun. And when it gets more fun, you do it more often. And then it's this beautiful expanding journey. So I love what you said about that process, Mason, and I'll turn it back to you. Well, you know, it's it's funny when you talk about like, I've never been in the world. You know, I've oddly enough met, met just by dumb luck, quite a few celebrities and things like that, whether it's been musicians or actors and actresses, just by dumb luck. But anyhow, mm -hmm. um, I've had kind of a knack for it, but um you know, there, there. I don't necessarily know what goes into like what she's been talking about about the, you know, the pill and the makeup and the surgery and whatnot. But the ones that are healthy have a natural energy that makes them engaging. And it, I don't. It's and when she's talking about the mental, the the, mm -hmm. the the confidence, the the clarity, the comfort level. You can just tell they're comfortable in themselves, and and more fun to be around. And 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 that you know is more attractive to me than uh -huh. any surgery could ever be or any makeup could ever be or right. any special mm -hmm. type of workout. So, you know, when you're talking about the mental aspect of how someone feels and how that comes through, like, uh -huh. like I find the positive, healthy energy way more attractive than, you know, someone's outfit or. True. And I think I most, that. I agree hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, I do too. But what about the ones that lack that motivation? Can you tell us a little bit what your thoughts are on that? How do they get past that? Yeah. So with regards to motivation, I really think that we, I think there's a, an incorrect idea around what motivation is. Let's just talk about the body. Bottom line is 
If you don't use it, you're going to lose it, right? We, we've heard that. Well, it's totally true. So if that's not motivation enough, then let's look at and tie it into your future self. And this is something that I love to work with when I talk to my clients. The first thing we do is we get to know your future self. If you have no clue, if your future self is a stranger to you, there's going to be definitely a gap in your desire to make choices today that are not that easy, that are, that are uncomfortable. You know, maybe it's easier to go have that pizza and the chocolate cake. Maybe it's easier to just go sit on the couch and watch instead of going and, you know, pulling out your yoga mat or uh, making a delicious salad and um, maybe a beautiful roast chicken for your family and sitting down and having a family meal. Those choices when you're at the fork in the road um, can, can be much easier when you are connected to your future self. And so I do an exercise with my clients about connecting to their future self. And uh, so, because let's face it, today, right now, where you are in this moment is a result of your habits and your actions of yesterday and the previous yesterdays. So being, being educated and having an understanding just as simply as that could be enough motivation for someone to go, you know what, I know that I, you know, you're tapped into your best friend of your future self. And I like to use this, do something that your future self will love you. Thank you for right now, make that choice and make it simpler, subtler, not something like, oh, I'm going to go get, you know, a big shopping spree once I lose this 50 pounds. I think that's a surface level motivation. And I think there are a lot of surface level motivations out there. And everything that I do is a much, is at a level of depth that taps into what I like to call the true powerhouse. And that's the place where you are showing up as the best version of yourself actualizing your potential. And that is what moves me. That's what I'm passionate about. That's what gets me up at three o'clock in the morning to help my clients. Right. I love that. Yes, and I'm I not up too. at 3am. You might catch me up at 5am, but 3am, no thanks. 5am is <laughs> early enough for me. But it's, it's funny that she says that because, yeah. you know, Cara and I, it, it, it's funny because the, we're connecting on conversations that we've had yes. offline quite a few times. Yes. And, you know, like, I signed up for an Ironman triathlon. I've done a few of them, but I, the last one I signed up for, you know, people are like, why did you do this? I'm like, because it, I never really thought about what, what she said, but I, I relate to it. You talk about your future self. Definitely. I'm like, and the, the motivation wasn't, Hey, I'm going to celebrate when I get 50 pounds. The, the issue is, you know, race day, I'm going to be 20 or 30 pounds lighter than what I am now. And I know that if I'm not lighter, I'm going to suffer a lot more and I would rather suffer less than more. So that's a motivation for me. Yeah. So, you know, to think through, you know, what am I going to have to be to make that a good experience? And it does change my choices and what I eat. And, you know, oh, man, it's it's snowing out or it's rainy out or, oh, it's miserable out or it's hot and it's humid out. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's it, what, what's that old saying? There's some commercial that says no such thing as uh, bad weather, just poor clothing choices. But like legit, <laughs> like you, when you, you commit that that's what's going to I have to do it regardless of what the weather is that I don't have to. I choose to do choose this. Choose to. 
because I want to be prepared for what my body's going to go through on that day. And I do make different choices with what I eat and when I exercise and when I take time off uh-huh. that, and those are a way different set of choices than if I didn't have the outcome waiting for me at the end saying, you got to do that. So right. I love what you said there. And I can totally, because the concept of the, the future self is, is, uh-huh. uh, you know, I never really thought of it that way. I didn't think of it that way. When I you thought said of it is, like, wow. well, I, I got to not suck on race day yeah. and I got to finish this thing. <laughs> but I like what you said better. <laughs> and, but to think about, you know, what do I want to be in this? Cause time's going to pass anyway. The question is, what do I want to be when that time passes and what choices can I make now, tomorrow, next week, next month, and next year that are going to make my actions congruent with the outcome that I want. Right. I love the way you put that. Thank you for sharing that. That was a, a big takeaway for me. And I, and that's, that's, that's not lost on me. And, and most people I'm sure. And you were talking about eating. So um, you've talked about this before. Um, we all wish we had that magic wand to tell us, you know, Hey, are the, is, th- are these foods okay to eat? I mean, we struggle with that all the time. What, what are your thoughts about that? What's, what is the what's best, next thing, best we thing we can do? Yeah. If you didn't have a magic wand, what's the next yeah. best thing? Be present, be fully present with whatever you're going to eat, whatever the choice is that you've made in that moment. Don't judge it. Once, once the food's there on your plate or whatever you be present, be mindful, savor every flavor. Don't let it be an afterthought, but that would be the start. I wouldn't even worry about what should I eat? What should I eat? If you are just present to whatever you do eat or drink, that can make such a huge difference. So true. It's so funny when someone else just says something to you like that, you know, in one sentence and then you get it. Right. Because I know. She's got a couple sentences. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, I know when what I'm eating, if for for the most part, if it's if it's good for me, if I should be eating at that time or not. I mean, and I think most people really do. And it comes down to those choices and it comes down to being like you said, present. I never thought about that, but just being present in that moment that very moment and then making that decision on what you want to do. And it truly does just, it, it's truly that simple. What, what tips or advice or guidance do you have for people that need to be high energy all day? That doesn't come in an easy to swallow pill. Yes. It doesn't come <laughs> easy to swallow pill. Exactly. The number one thing I will say is breathing. That is what, that's your energy. That's your chi. That's your life force. Uh, that's, that's the connection to your life force. And a lot of people don't breathe fully, especially in uh, today. And oxygen is vital for your energy. So you, you've got to breathe. I would say uh, because of, you know, what I do in physicality and the body is the most important is that get up and move. That will energize you more than anything. And, you know, there is inertia. So if you are not used to moving your body, there's going to take some pushing to get to that point where you get up and move your body. But start with something small. Start with, okay, every 20 minutes, I'm going to move my shoulders if you're stuck at a desk or I'm going to shift my body because the the body at rest will stay at rest type of thing. And th- this is... There's so much science on this. In fact, there was a NASA scientist who showed that at 20 minutes, 
the body starts to deteriorate. The energy shuts down. The brain will shut down certain areas of the body, just conserving energy. And so if you want to energize that and get that back up, take a deep breath. There are chi exercises you can do, but the breath is the first moment and then move. Even if it's just, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to sit back down. You'll, you'll notice it. Okay, notice cool. It. Yeah. Do, you have any, do you have any tips for people that want to sleep like a baby at night? Because I know rest and recovery oh, is very, very important. Yes, what, what tips do you have for people that want to sleep well at night? Shut off your digital devices. Do a digital shutdown. Turn those electric devices off. We are, we are natural creatures. We need those rhythms. And with all these lights, the blue lights constantly, our melatonin, which is a natural hormone for our bodies to come down and calm and rest and lets our brain know that we're safe and we can sleep in that deep baby sleep. Yes. Melatonin is produced only when we don't have this light going on. So you've got to turn those digital devices off and create a sacred space for you to get that. Very, very important. Number one, sleep. Okay. I agree. What uh, self-limiting beliefs do you see in people and uh, on a regular basis? And what advice or tips do you have that could help them overcome that? Or ever help, help, help them overcome those limiting beliefs? I'd say the number one that I observe is the thought that they're not, that they can't do it or they're not good enough or it's too hard. To me, all of those go in hand in hand with this idea of I'm not worthy. Um, that's in that vein. And that self-limiting belief, just, we'll just umbrella that over, I can't do it. I might fail, uh, you know that concept didn't come from you. And, and so uh, what I want to take out the self because you would never say to yourself, you're not worthy, you're not good enough, you can't do this. Somewhere along the line, you might've adopted that or bought into that idea. But for yourself, and this, is, this comes from a yogic principle and, and what I believe in, in with regards to what we practice in yoga Lachi is that um, we would not treat our best friend sometimes the way we treat our bodies. And so we have forgotten that, that connection to ourselves. And so um, I would come back to that and just use some of these earlier principles, breathe, stand up and move, come back to the present moment and check in on that thought. Is it really yours? Is it true? Okay. And, and yeah. If there, if, if there was one piece of advice based on your life experience and interactions with other people, if there was one piece of advice that you could give to people in our audience, what's the most important piece of advice that you could give? Trust, your, trust yourself. Trust your intuition. Sometimes we're disconnected from our bodies. And when that happens, we forget what that trust feels like. A lot of propaganda has been out there to trust some outside authority for your body, for your well-being, for your emotions, for your own thoughts even. And at some point, the bottom line is the only person that you have to be accountable to 
is that woman or man looking back at you in the glass at the end of the day. I love it. Yeah. Thank you, Stefana. We're so happy that you joined us here today. How can people get in touch with you? Right. So you could go to yogalachi.com, Y-O-G-I-L-A-C-H-I.com and find out about my work there. I'd also love to open up my calendar for any of your listeners uh, for a 15-minute free VIP weight loss jumpstart session at stefana.net, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-A.net. Thanks again Excellent. Absolutely. Thanks so much. And for everyone tuning in right now, you can find this episode and many others on esrshow.com. And we'd like to thank our sponsor, Centrax Nutrition. You can find all their products at centrax.com. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time.